Hey, hello, everybody, to a, uh, I mean, it's a normal, I, I was about to say very special, but it's a pretty normal PlayStation report. We are recording, however, on Thursday, March 17th, St. Paddy's Day. Uh, happy St. Paddy's Day to all of you who have celebrated by the time this has come out, or who are deciding to delay their celebrations to the weekend as, you know, most normal people should. I have not, however, delayed celebrations because I did have the day off and have been drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it makes you happy, go for it. The good thing is, though... I got all of, well, pretty much all of my chores done before I started drinking. There you go. Um, I did my grocery shopping. I did half of, I have to do the other half of my laundry after this podcast. Sorry, Tyler. We ain't going to be able to play anymore. It takes two after this. Uh, <laughs> because I got shit I got to do before I go to bed. No, it's it's fine. But I do work tomorrow, so this this whole celebration thing might turn out to be a mistake. Might do you work up. in the morning? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Oh. I, I start work at six AM tomorrow morning. I typically oh wake up a little bit after three to get up and get ready. So Oof. Yeah. I might not be in the greatest of shape. Um Yeah. Damn. But hey you know, just Celebrating a Catholic holiday, even though I'm not Catholic at all, nor do I really give a shit. Um, any excuse to drink, man. I'm in. It's always fun. Yes. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> which is just French for alcoholic. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's an episode of this show. Uh by the time you're hearing this, the first Formula One race of the season will happen. And I guess, let's start at the top here. Before this Formula One season gets underway, before any practice sessions, we're recording, of course, on Thursday, as I mentioned. Before any practice sessions or qualifying, I want from you three predictions. All and, right. Okay, so those three predictions I want are, who do you think is going to be the drivers, constructors, champions... Those are two separate predictions, obviously. And, uh, let's see. Actually, let's just go with the reality one. Who's going to stink it up this year? Who's going to be at the bottom of the barrel? Okay. Um, I think, hmm, hmm. Man, yeah, this is tough, because testing, you can get, you can get an idea, but, you know, not everybody's, uh, Pulling out all the stops. No, so they aren't showing all their cards. Not in Yeah. Why would you? I think... Here's what I... Th- I have two separate answers for a driver. I think Max Verstappen's going to repeat. That Red Bull looks really good. But I'm rooting for Lewis to win, break the record, and get a little little uh, revenge for last season. Mm. That's That's what I'm thinking. Um, I just think the Red Bull looks good, and Max is just—he's entering his prime, in my opinion. Okay. Um, constructors, though, I think it's going to be—I'm going to—I'm going to just take guesses. I'm going to say Ferrari. Okay. I think that's interesting. Ferrari looks pretty good, and their drivers are pretty consistent. 
I think they'll be up there. So that's that's going to be my guess. I don't think it would be Red Bull again, though. Uh, or uh, probably for I'm going to go with Ferrari, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's Mercedes as well. Obviously, okay. they've won eight in a row. Um, and then at the bottom of the barrel, I think it's going to be Williams. Really? Yeah, okay. I feel like they they kind of had the weakest test. Um, Haas looks much better than last season, um, as they should, because they totally sacrificed 2021. Um, Aston Martin doesn't look as good as I feel like they should be, but I feel like they'll, they'll figure it out. They have a lot of money. Um, so yeah, I I think it's going to be Williams. Hmm. How about you? What are your answers? All right. Uh, so driver's champion thinking it's going to be Carlos Sainz. Hmm. That's a, a, not a bad pick. I think Red Bull will get the constructors. Okay. And I think at the bottom we will see Aston Martin. And this will end. Additionally, Sebastian Vettel re- will retire mid-season. <laughs> <laughs> mid-season. <laughs> I could see him retiring potentially after this season, but I don't know about mid-season. I think he, I think he would stick it out. Even if the car but, turns out to be horrible? Yeah, I do. I think so. He would stick it out, but <laughs> that's hilarious. I do think they'll be towards the bottom, though. Like, I think Haas looks better than them. Alpine. Um, I don't know. The Alfa Romeo, I think, is going to have reliability issues, but the car seemed pretty quick. Mm. I don't know, man. It's going to be really exciting. I have one more question for you. Oh, well, specifically what about this race in Bahrain. Give me your podium. Who do My you got? Podium? Yeah. God. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think about what the Bahrain circuit looks like. Um, I think it's going to be Carlos Sainz to win it. Hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, McLaren don't look that great. Yeah, they they were having some major problems at Bahrain uh, in the test. Let's see. I'll say Lewis second and Max third. Okay. Signs Ham for oh. Stappen. Yeah, that that's my oh. podium prediction. I'm gonna go for Stappen, Leclerc, Signs. I think. You know. I think 2021 season has taught me that actually Carlos Sainz is a better driver than Leclerc. Yeah, potentially. He's absolutely more consistent. Yeah. Thousand percent. And I keep seeing all these jokes like if the Ferrari's really good, like Carlos Sainz will win the driver's championship and not even win a race. Mm-hmm. Just because he'll finish like third or second or fourth every race in, in like... Charles and Lewis and Max will fucking crash each other out or some shit and have races where they won't score at all, but he'll just be boop, <laughs> trucking along. I do think they'll win, win multiple races this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it would be incredibly shocking if we get through the whole season and he doesn't get his first win. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. Ferrari, Ferrari looks good, which is exciting. We'll see, man. Look yeah. forward to it. We shall see. But let's get into video games because that is uh, 
you know, that's why we started this podcast is to talk about video games. Um, PlayStation stuff that I've been playing, I really only have one. So, Tyler, if you'd like to take it away. I only have one, I, too. Really? <laughs> what have you been playing? Yeah, I, I've i just played Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. Um, wanted to do a lot more, but uh, Sunday in particular, this past Sunday, I thought I was going to have a lot more time, and uh, things came up, and I lost the majority of my time. And um, so, yeah, I've just played more Horizon. Um, I finished a story mission... I'm still in, like, the first act of the game, but I think I'm getting close to finishing Wait, it. you're still on the... F- what? Yeah. Yeah, what? I'm probably six story missions in, and I'm about ten hours into the game. Like, this game's huge. It is really big. And the story missions so far are long. Very, very long. Um, but, interesting. In the one that I just finished... This story is going places, and completely unexpected places to me, and uh, I'm really intrigued where it will ultimately end up going. Um, There's some moments in this recent quest that I did, and I was like, what in the flying fuck is happening? Um, So yeah, looking forward to seeing more of the story. Combat's been uh, interesting so far. Uh, It's been... Some really fun, intense moments. I did my first tall neck. That was uh, fun. You know, the tall necks are kind of like the Far Cry Towers, but a lot more interesting, in my opinion. Uh, And they were in the first game. The one thing I'm running into with this game is I think I am just... And I I feel like I did not struggle with this at all with the first game. I'm just kind of struggling with Aloy's movement a little bit. It just feels like she steps one or two steps too far when I'm moving and I want her to stop. Or, for for example, with this tall neck, I was on top of this massive platform and you have to jump onto it. And I probably fell down to the ground two or three times because I'm running and I hit the jump button and, she, and I just feel like she doesn't react quick enough. And it's probably the only thing that has frustrated me at all with this game so far and I just feel like that wasn't a problem in, with the first game to me it's just her movement just feels really strange so far and I don't know maybe it's a frame rate thing because this game's at 60 and uh, I think the first game was at 30 I, I don't know um, not that I'm going to turn it down to 30 at all but um, that, that's been kind of kind of bizarre but got some really cool new abilities uh, as well that are different than the first game and saw there's these really cool like they they call them relic puzzles basically and they're just these old ruins in the game and they're different than the than say the cauldrons uh in the first game there's just these cool like ruins they're kind of small but they're they're puzzles and uh they're more just baked into the open world so there's a lot of different ways you can kind of get into them but then eventually it just becomes a little bit more of a linear puzzle through them but they've been a lot of fun to solve uh you get some pretty cool stuff out of them um yeah cool characters so far just stunning visuals i just cannot get over how good this game looks uh music i love the the music of the first game this game's just way better to me 
just stands out way more, especially when you're in the open world. I've just noticed it a lot more. Um, so yeah, uh, just enjoying that game. I'm I'm really hoping I can get another like solid session in of this game because I've just been feel like I've been piecemealing it over the past week of like just playing for like an hour and that's pretty much all I've had. Um, so yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, just on Horizon, I have unfortunately been spoiled on what what that game ends up being. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I I don't want to I don't want to inform you at all of what's what what what's to come. But I'm just not interested in playing that game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. We'll have to chat when I get further. Yeah. But I've been playing Elden Ring. More Elden Ring. Just, yeah. just smashing my head up against walls. The thing is, Tyler, I'm too good at Elden Ring, and I've run into a point where I'm just underleveled for what I'm trying to do. Mm. I'm too good. I'm too good at video games. That's that's all there so, is to it. I haven't. So you got f- further than you probably should because yeah. you're good, and you, but you're un- underleveled. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I mean, the next boss I have to fight just one-shots me. Any any attack Ooh. it does to me just one-shots me. So Now, is this, like, endgame stuff that you're no, in, or I'm just... Even, I'm not even there yet. I'm okay. Not e- I'm wow. not, I'd say I'm, like, I'm not even halfway through this game yet. Damn. I'd say I'd be, I'm between a third and a halfway through this game. Whew. Um, Three-eighths. Sure. Yeah, if you want to put a number on it, sure. Yeah, that'll work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm fucking, I'm having a time. So I can now respec. I've I've obtained the materials to respec my character, and I'm doing doing some careful consideration on what I should do. Um, because I just the way I've been playing this, I. I, I just haven't been taking advantage of, you know, their expansion to the world of magics. And, you know, spell casting and taking enemies out of range. Um, I've just been ignoring that. I've just been running in with my spear or my scythe or my rapier and, you know, getting in tight. But, you know, some enemies now are, I'm like, you know, it would be really helpful if I could just reach out and touch them before I try to get to them before they hit me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was just really, really thinking long and hard about how I want to change my character because I think it's going to be going to be necessary if I want to move forward in this game. I've also not upgraded my health hardly at all. That's probably why I'm getting one shot because I just don't mm. put dump points into health. I've seen people yeah. at Endgame or New Game Plus and I'm seeing how long their health bar stretches across the screen and I'm like, what the fuck? My health bar is like not even a third of that. Like, what the fuck? What What am I doing? <laughs> You're not a guy from what I've seen that likes to put stuff in, into uh, I just health. I just like to hit hard, Tyler. That's that's where yeah. that's where I put my points into is what will what will ultimately make me hit the hardest because you know yeah. the best defense is killing them before they can even hit you. <laughs> right. Yeah, if, I mean, if you got the skills and you hit hard, why do you need health? Yeah. And, you know, it's almost 
it's almost at the point right now where I'm with the game if I didn't have the option to respec where it's like a sunk cost fe sunk cost kind of thing where it's like well why would I start putting points into health now yeah. I should just I should just get used to it I should just get used <laughs> to not taking hits and just yeah. hitting as hard as fucking possible <laughs> mm -hmm. um but thankfully, I mean, there, is, back. there is a respec mechanic that allows me to consider my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I remember back in, in my Destiny days, um, people talking about, like, you want to get exotic armor over weapons. Uh, because, or, or, no, you want to get exotic weapons over armor because if you're just good, you just won't get shot. Like, you won't get hit, and you're just going to fucking wreck everything because you got the best weapons. So what's the point chasing exotic armor? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just don't if you, if you had to prioritize something. I mean, of course you want both, but... Yeah. Yeah. Same sort of deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really having a ball with this. I fought, like, a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of optional bosses between... Like, did I talk about fighting Renala last time? I don't think so. Oh. Well, Renala is kind of a puzzle fight. Or, not Renala. Mm. Um, shit. There's so many fucking names. Uh, not Ronnie, not Renala. Oh, no, it is Renala. Then there's another character called Rena. Fucking names in this game are just fucking bizarre. Like, you have Godwin, <laughs> which is like this demigod, and then you have his offspring, like, uh, Godwin, and, like, there are a bunch of other things. There's... There's Rikard, and then there's Radon, and like that. Just so many names. So many <laughs> names in this game. There's so much lore. It's hard to keep track. Mm -hmm. um, there's like Michaela, there's uh, Melina, there's uh, Melenia. Um, there's, yeah, it's fucking. It, there, there's so much. It's hard to keep track of, especially after you've drank a whole eight ounce cup. I've just finished all my scotch. <laughs> not my scotch, my Irish whiskey, my Jameson. <laughs> um, I'm lit. Uh, lit. And we're good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's Elden Ring is fucking fascinating. There's so much to discover. Like, uh, I they just pushed through a, pa a balance patch, which like totally fucked over a lot of people. Hasn't fucked over me because I haven't done those cheese strats. I'm not a cheese gamer. I don't cheese <laughs> games. I get good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they've rebalanced the game, like, which is wild, considering that some people have already beaten the game, and uh, they've rebalanced it, and maybe made yeah. some of their uh, builds not, ha not not up to snuff. That's kind of wild to hear about with a single-player RPG. Like, that's just kind of nuts. Alright, Tyler, we're know. talking about things that are nuts with single-player games. I wanted to play Gran Turismo 7 today. Mm -hmm. But I could not play Gran Turismo 7 today. Tyler, do you know why? Why? No, I don't know if I've heard. So, What's going on? beginning last night, last night, they pushed mm -hmm. through a patch on Gran Turismo 7 and discovered, while they were pushing it through, that they just couldn't release it that way. So the servers for Gran Turismo 7 have been down since last night. Oh... Shit. They're still down. Damn. Damn. As of now. Holy shit. 
Wow. Yeah, I did not hear about that. That's that fucking sucks. I was maybe going to think about playing a little bit of that after this, but and not. with the servers down, you can't even play the single player in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which sucks. But yeah, it is one of those games. Yeah, it's always connected. Yeah. Damn. I was about to do some cool stuff today too. I was about to do the. Uh, oh shit! The European World Touring Car. Uh, championship, uh, which was, yeah, I was I was looking to do some work in my BMW M3, and uh, just couldn't happen today. Just couldn't happen. Yeah, damn. So yeah, you know the the joys of modern day gaming, right? Always online, even for a primarily single player video game. Yep, I can play Elden Ring offline. I can disconnect my PlayStation 5 and play Elden Ring just fine. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. For sure. With with Gran Turismo. Yeah. You would think, but, yeah, I mean, get the whole, like, daily mileage workout sort of thing, all that stuff is just so baked into the experience that, you know, even those things that you aren't actively playing with anyone else, I mean, they, you need to be connected. So, I don't know. I need PlayStation Spartacus. I need to go back and play Gran Turismo 2 and 3. And I just need to forget about all these problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm curious if, like, those old games, if I could play them with my wheel. Because I didn't, like, racing hmm. wheels... I'm sure they were. They might have been a thing back then, but no one like it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. I wonder if uh, I wonder if you can actually play old PlayStation One and PlayStation Two games with a modern wheel. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you couldn't back then, you probably wouldn't be able to now unless they do that work. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they would. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's It would probably be a very small fan base that would want to do that. I'm not saying it's not worth it, but... Look, I want to play old you know. PS1 driving games with a racing wheel, okay? <laughs> if yeah. you think I'm wrong, well, you're probably right. I am a pervert, but... <laughs> yeah. I, I still want to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, I imagine it's probably not too terribly difficult, especially like if you consider that there there are going to be things missing if they do that work. Like, you're probably not going to get force feedback, obviously. But other stuff, just simply like as a control mechanism, I imagine it isn't too terribly difficult to change those inputs around. Yeah. (sighs) But then again, someone probably has to go in and do that. Right. Do you think, I know we both have kind of moved away from it, but do you think with Spartacus and old games, do you think they'll add trophies to the old games? Fuck no. Yeah. No, why would uh, why would they bother I, with that? I keep seeing people saying like, oh, that'd be fucking awesome if they did. And, and what sure, I, 
I can be down to play some of those old PS1 games and get fucking trophies. Why not? Um, but I just feel like that's that's just probably a lot of fucking work to do that. You know, it's that Microsoft didn't go add achievements to the original Xbox games that they made backwards compatible, so there's no way in hell. They're not going to do that. Here's the thing. If you listen to gamers, you're going to be wrong more times than not because gamers are wrong more times than not. <laughs> Yes. They don't know what they want. They they just don't know. Like, yeah. They could put some really bullshit trophies in some old games. Cause old games had some really bullshit things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll getting, getting, getting cucked by an impossible platinum trophy. That's what gamers <laughs> deserve. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I guess yeah. That that's it. That's it for the games I've been playing or even trying to play. Uh, we've got news. Uh, even news as of the day we're recording. Let's just get straight into it. And I think I'm I'm gonna make this as short as possible because of uh, you know the moral implications. There was a state of play on PlayStation about Hogwarts Legacy. The game based on the IP from that one terrible creator that people seem to ignore more times than not. Um, yeah. There's a Harry Potter game. I don't think it looks good. Personally. I think it looks pretty generic. Yeah. I, I'm a little in the middle on it, to be honest with you. Like, just removing this from creator for a second and just talking about this gameplay because it's the first time we've really, really seen a solid chunk of it. Um, which I also feel like this just kind of came out of nowhere, which was kind of weird. But um, there's some things about this game that do look really cool. The Just the idea of exploring Hogwarts and exploring outside of Hogwarts, all these areas that all these Harry Potter nerds are going to go fucking crazy for. Okay, Tyler, I'm going to stop you there. Is it cool because you're exploring that IP, or could it have been a not-the-Harry-Potter IP and still been interesting? I think it's cool because you're exploring that IP. I think that's the whole hook of this game. You know, because you are in Hogwarts. I mean, you're basically, without those characters and without that storyline, you're basically playing the movies almost in a way i mean it's a different storyline you're doing different things there's different characters but you're able to be in hogwarts and explore outside of hogwarts and use magic and create your characters and do quidditch and fly around and like all that stuff does seem really neat to me um there were some things though about it that like uh i feel like it's a little harder to tell until you maybe play it but like combat seemed kind of Strange, while like the magic of Harry Potter's cool, you get to use a lot of cool abilities from that. Um, you know, it just seemed kind of slow, but maybe I don't know what I was really expecting with that. It might just be me. The one thing that was kind of throwing me off was animations looked really strange, but you know, this game's got a holiday 2022 window, they have like six, seven, eight, nine months to, to iron that stuff out, but. That was kind of throwing me off, too. 
Also, I don't really like this little goblin man in this state of play. Fuck him. Get out of here. Little goblin boy. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so when you say that it's interesting because you're exploring Hogwarts and it's because of the IP, I find it hard that when that is the sticking point of this game to separate the creation from the creator because there are a lot of things about Hogwarts and the IP itself that is totally fucked up like when you examine it like the whole idea that there's this like one of the one of the fun things that people like to do online is to figure out what house they belong to you know what 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 right. Hogwarts house they belong to so in the IP in in the in the canon lore of Harry Potter they decide your whole life your morality and the kind of person you are when you're fucking 11 years old yeah and that you don't it change houses it's weird <laughs> you don't they, it is they, weird they, they determine the whole path of your life when mm-hmm. you're a fucking child and pretend that you cannot change as a person <laughs> yeah. yeah I never really thought about it that way but you're not wrong. <laughs> and there's like a million other things like this in the Harry Potter universe. That mm-hmm. things that are just like irrefutably just stupid or bad about Harry Potter that people just don't think about because it was the fun thing that they liked when they were a kid. And like some like some of those some of those ideas that that trend, that that brings forward just like it's just it, it feels just wrong like there there are things that just feel wrong about the Harry Potter IP and especially if you go if you want to bring in the association with its creator which I, I feel like you kind of have to because like these things don't just magically appear like these these creations of fiction aren't just like a reflection of reality they are absolutely not a reflection of reality in the, in the slightest um but those ideas came from somewhere, and they came from someone. And that someone has decided to be a more morally bad person. And they're benefiting from every product that goes out that is attached to this intellectual pro- pro- product that they've, they've they created in a time that maybe we were not as critical as we should have been towards the ideas that were presented in the IP. Um... So, from that standpoint, I just, I personally can't stand talking about this game or any related properties to the, to the Harry Potter universe anymore. And personally, I, I, I don't, I don't want to talk anymore about uh, Harry Potter or its related products. Um, any like beyond what we're doing here. That's fair. Sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Because, because I mean, the truth of the matter is that, sure, they're just J.K. Rowling's opinions. You could say that. But when you are unfathomably rich and you can push your ideas through social consciousness to the point where your quotes are cited in legislation that are anti-LGBTQ, um, it's just like... 
there you have to recognize that there is power in having that kind of money and establishment in society and you know i just i just can't support that kind of stuff the 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 kind of transphobic and awful things that jk rowling has said and and supported and has even been quoted in 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 legal documentation in in court hearings about legislation like jk rowling has been quoted in anti lgbtq um legislation so i just i just can't separate that yeah yeah, I mean, I, I totally don't agree with what she said at all and what she's said in the past, but apparently she is not involved with this game at all, but, you know, she's still probably going to get a, a nice bag for it. And it's nice still based old. on her IP, which carries a lot of her ideas, and you can even see some of some of that in her video game, in, in this video game that, that is based on her IP. Because it does tra- transmute some of the stuff from the books, which are ideologically aligned with what she wrote. Like, it's there's there's still the Sorting Hat, obviously. Which I mean, you can call it as dumb as you as you want, but like, there's still the Sorting Hat. There's still like the kind of uh, weirdly racially coded goblins. Um, <laughs> like, there there's yeah, there there is some problematic stuff if you if you. Uh, look past the veneer of oh it was the fun thing that I liked as a kid <sighs> alright well yeah. let's uh let's pivot let's pivot a little bit just just do a little pivot here um, if you're looking forward to uh, video game events this summer oh mm, yeah this summer EA. They aren't doing an EA Play. E3 is dead. EA Play is now... Well, I'm going to call it dead. I'm going to call yeah. EA Play dead. Yeah. It kind of relied on E3 happening. Uh, but yeah. EA Play Live... They are not planning to hold an EA Play Live event this year. They've announced that they are not doing it. Um... That doesn't mean we won't see EA games this summer, Tyler, because, you know, there are two, there are three video game companies, there are a handful of video game companies in America now. (laughs) (laughs) They could be on stage with, I mean, they could do a marketing deal with anyone. They could do a deal with Xbox, they could do a deal with PlayStation, they could they won't do a deal with Nintendo because let's be let's be real. Nintendo is kind of this weird thing. Yeah. Um, but EA is not having its own stage. It's not having its own platform to announce video games or show off video games, which tells me that um, Dragon Age is pretty far away. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Are they doing a Battlefield this year? I don't think they are. No, and this one was, you know, twenty forty two was really fucked up. So they're not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they, not gonna do that. So they don't have a battlefield. They don't have a Bioware game. Um, I guess they have their sports games, which they could just 
do deals with either platform for. Right. Um, the F1 racing game will be out before the E3 time period, which I think is yeah. when, like, uh, do you think they still do, like, do, does Xbox and Sony still do the events at that time period? I June? don't think, I think Xbox will, I don't think PlayStation will. Mm. Okay. Not in June, you know, I see them doing late summer. I mean, who knows? I mean, I guess it all just depends on how the chips fall. For either of these companies, if they have enough to show, enough exciting stuff, maybe they go sooner rather than later. But yeah, I mean, none of this surprises me because I feel like the past few years, EA play has just not felt right. Like it, it just feels like they were having a show just to have a show because they felt like they had to, but they just didn't have enough to actually show off and i remember yeah it was last year like the big surprise they were going to have the dead space remake like got leaked way ahead of time and that took all the wind out of the sails for that show um so this is just a lot better i think for everyone there rather than getting all hyped up getting all the gamers hyped up for a show that just won't deliver at all. It's just better to just show off stuff when you got it. But it makes it does make me think like, well, what is EA's year outside of the sports games? You know? Because yeah, like you said, Battlefield just launched and it's not very good. Uh Dragon Age is far away. Um Obviously, Mass Effect's not fucking happening for a long time, too. Ask like, Joseph Ferris, what do you got? You couldn't ask Joseph Ferris to turn out a game in a year. Like, that would just yeah. be wrong. <laughs> right. The only thing I can maybe think of is potentially we get Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2, but even then, I don't think we would get the game. I could see them announcing it this year. For sure. Um, man. I just, I, I mean, can't think EA, of what else. I mean, is there like an, a Codemasters racing game? I mean, they, they put out Grid Legends already, right? Yep. Grid yep. Legends is already out, so they can't, there's not another racing game that they have. Right. Unless Burnout. Mmm. Do you have Codemasters make Burnout? Mm. The answer is yes. Because we just need burnout. I, don't, I almost don't give a fuck who makes the burnout. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I want I want burnout really badly. Sadly, I don't think that's going to happen. Speaking of Grid Legends, though, I actually totally forgot. I did finish that story mode. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was nonsense, but it was it was <laughs> fun to <laughs> race. Know, yeah, eventually you ended up racing stock cars in the way the draft works in that game was uh, unbelievable. The the runs you would get was like a fucking F1 car with DRS. It was just nuts and completely out of control. It was really fun, but I'm like, what the fuck? Also, they have you race electric vehicles. Now, I have not watched 
really any electric vehicle racing in my life, like Formula E or something like that. Dude, these cars are so fucking quiet that yeah. the if major racing series go that way, I might be out. Really? I don't know. Really? I, I, dude, it was really tripping me out. I, I was like, I don't like this. It's weird. It's weird. All right, so what if... I don't know. What if the cars played sick techno beats instead of engine noise? <laughs> I can maybe get behind that. <laughs> I mean, what engine noise? There is no fucking engine noise. <laughs> I mean, the you just, like, can't motors, even hear it. rather, but, you know. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm okay very much with, like, F1's, like, turbo hybrid engines. Like, dude, they're fine. You know, they, they have a nice fucking ring to them. You know, but man, when they're fully electric and they're that quiet, I'm like, ah, it just takes out some excitement for me. That's just my opinion. But you can hear all the, you can hear all of the tires sliding. You can hear True. the squeal of the tires. You don't really yeah. hear that over the engines in, in F1. No, but I think I'd rather, I'd rather hear an engine than a tire sliding to me. Okay. I don't know. Right. It's just something about like a fucking car just zipping by and it's like that sounds fucking awesome or, or when you're when they like go on board with the car and you hear them like downshift getting into the corner it's like fuck yeah this is it just sounds awesome and uh whether it's an f1 car or any car or whatever sports cars you know uh i don't know okay All right. weird tangent all right what do we have EA we got we got sales numbers, but just lead off here. A spoiler for the NPD, NPD numbers. Elden Ring's fucking killing it. Elden Ring has sold 12 million copies Woo. in less than three weeks. It is already outsold the best from software game. Like, uh, the, the most highest sell. It is already the highest selling from software game in, in, in three weeks. Um,. Dark Souls 3 has sold 10 million since 2020. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that is nuts. Apparently this is like the biggest launch that isn't Call of Duty or FIFA. Yes. So it's basically the biggest launch since uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, I think. Like, just fucking huge. Like, I expected this game to sell well and do very well, but I don't think anyone was expecting these sorts of numbers. I don't think that's a lot anyone of people was... getting their shit kicked in, Tyler. Yeah, and for a game that's as tough as Elden Ring, like that's just really incredible, and it's awesome to see. Um, and I just don't think anyone was expecting this game to go like as mainstream as it's gone. You know? Yeah, I mean that that too has been really surprising to me. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. I mean a game that is as uh kind of groundbreaking in a way as, as this one like deserves all the sales it can get. Yeah, and uh not only is it selling a lot, uh I saw some other statistics like retention, like people actually st sticking with the game has been pretty good as mm -hmm. well. 
Yeah. Um, with over seventy percent of people actually beating the first boss, which I will say was a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, which that's that's impressive as well. And I Breath of the Wild continues to be on NPD all the time. That game's been out since twenty seventeen. It's sold twenty million plus copies. It's just one of those things of like, hey, maybe people really, really, really like open world games like this. You know, both of those games are very kind of open ended. Do what you want. Yeah, maybe Use maybe people fucking actually eyeballs. like just playing a fucking game without being railroaded into what they want you to see. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're not following markers all the time. You're not just checking off quest you're just playing the game you're figuring it out yeah yeah all right well uh next up here to follow this up we have the npd numbers for february of 2022 um i'll start us off at number 20 we got legend of zelda breath of the wild as you've mentioned um uh, 19 Far Cry 6, 18 Pokemon Shining, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, 17 NBA Q, 2K22, 16 Grand Theft Auto, The Trilogy, Definitive Edition, 15 Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, 14 Super Mario Smash Brothers Ultimate, 13 Animal Crossing, New, Animal Crossing New Horizons, 12 Mario Party Superstars, and number 11 is Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Number 10, Minecraft, 9, FIFA 22, 8, Mario Kart 8, 7, Madden NFL 22, 6, Call of Duty Vanguard, 5, Total War, Warhammer 3, 4, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, 3, Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, 2, Horizon, Forbidden West, and number 1, Elden Ring. Yeah. Out of the new games, and we can include Pokemon Legends in there, does that order surprise you i'm surprised people a lot of people are playing warhammer because War, warhammer is a tough yeah. fucking game to get into that is the one game to me i'm like wow good for them at number five that's nuts those games are fucking wild like they're they're good but they're it's a tough genre to get into mm-hmm. um, yeah plus that game was on game pass too so yeah and it's it's only on pc so that's that's really impressive overall to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, Horizon's probably selling fine, but I do wonder if Elden Ring's eating its lunch just a, just a little bit. Maybe just taking its, maybe just taking a couple crackers. Oh, you know, off the plate, a couple chips. Mm. I don't know. Horizon getting slammed again. Like, if they do a Horizon 3, what fucking game is going to get in the way of of Horizon 3 and, and launch the week after that's just this, like, revolutionary experience? <laughs> Elder Scroll 6? Yeah. Maybe. I, I didn't mean, even put it in the news because they didn't actually show any gameplay, but they Bethesda has released some video about, like, the world of Starfield, and it's kind of... Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, why are you doing all this marketing when you don't have shit to show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of that concept art looks awesome, obviously. want to see it in the game, but... Some of the things they're talking about with Starfield, though, just 
gets me a little excited. Seems like it's going to be more of... I'm trying to think how to put it. More of an old school Bethesda RPG, potentially. Mm. With some of their talk about like getting real nerdy with your stats on your character and some of the systems in the game seem to be uh, like a, there's like a persuasion system that they they've talked about like how oblivion has really influenced it in this game so we'll see curious to see on that one but look do you okay tyler do you know what oblivion's uh persuasion system was not necessarily no, but I've heard it's good. I've I've heard things about it. Okay. So. All right. You've heard it's good. Yeah. All right, Tyler. You want me to explain what Oblivion's persuasion system is? Persuade me. Okay. So there's a circle with four quadrants. There are bars in each quadrant to determine the intensity of the effect, and you you have four turns. Um, you can scroll over each of the quadrants and see the face the NPC is making (laughs) in response to those kinds of things. And you can select it, but after selecting it, the intensity of the quadrants rotates clockwise. Oh. So it's kind of like a little puzzle. Mm Mm-hmm. That's neat. That's interesting. But it's really silly. It is very silly (laughs) you can know that they won't like something but because it's on it's a low intensity on the on the power wheel just select it and be like yeah i'm gonna tell a stupid joke but it's not gonna offend them too much this turn (laughs) (sighs) all right let's go on here to games that probably won't come out ever (laughs) System Shock 3. Yeah. They haven't worked on that game for years. I don't think this game's coming out. Did they announce that this is canceled? No, I don't think so, but... I mean, this game's been announced for a long time. 2015. Yeah, so they, (laughs) they haven't worked on the video game since 2019. Right. Yeah, and, and they've it, just kept a... downsizing their team. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think this is coming out. I don't think System Shock Three is is happening. At least whatever they're working on here, I don't think this is going to come out. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I don't think so either. In this is coming from Warren Spector, who I think other side is his studio. So probably pretty pretty reliable there um and according to him tencent has taken over the franchise in the development of the game which is odd because does tencent make games themselves no they don't right which (laughs) tencent's been a little bit on a buying spree recently they just bought up another developer i think it's the developer of Rhyme uh, from a few years ago, Tequila Works. Um, so does T- is Tencent going to push this game off on one of their studios? I don't know. Like, I, I just, I find that odd 
has Tencent bought the IP as well? Like, or did they own it before? That I don't know either. I don't know. But yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to be seeing this game at all. No. Which is no. a shame in a way. I mean, I never played the System Shock games, but Bioshock, you know, um, is very much the spiritual successor to that. So I feel like. There's a market for a game like that still. Just a shooter that is story-driven, incredible world and atmosphere, all sorts of stuff, cool powers. Like, there's a there's a market for that, I think. Um, but I just don't think we'll ever see it. Things that I will never see, based on choice this time, is Netflix's live-action Resident Evil series. <laughs> I'm not watching this. No, me either. And they, I don't think they even put, yeah, they haven't put out a trailer yet, but I'm just not, just no to any live action Resident Evil stuff to me. It it's just never looks this good. Summer. Yeah, July 14th. How are they putting out something July 14th and don't even have a trailer for it yet? Well, Netflix, unless it's a major major deal like the witcher or stranger things or something they they kind of hold their this? cards who is in this uh, is there anyone well, in there yeah they kind of hold the the cards to their chest a lot of times so Lance Reddick Ella Belinska Tamara Smart um and yeah the, there's other people but there's some there's some, uh some talent on this Lance Reddick obviously very He's well-known. I don't know. I, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out before it even starts. I'm not even getting in. Fuck it. I don't need this. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't think there's any been any kind of Resident Evil media outside of the games that I would, eat, I would qualify as good. Yeah. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Speaking of Netflix, though, did you watch Drive to Survive at all? I did. What'd you think? Too much Christian Horner. A lot of Christian Horner. That little yes. man is a snake, and I don't need to hear him talk. <laughs> I, I love enjoy. hearing him talk because he says so much bullshit. You're like, dude, why? <laughs> why? Like, yeah. he'll say shit that you know is just factually just wrong yeah oh and i'm sure he knows too that's just who he is yeah like he's going off about oh the stewards will never give us a decision yeah i think it was in the last episode he was saying how nothing went their way in in the in 2021 at all and i'm like are you fucking kidding me nothing Dude, you've been, like, dominant the majority of the year. Plus, there's probably plenty of times that Max should have gotten a penalty for some of his maneuvers, and he didn't. Like, are you kidding me? What in the fuck, dude? He's talking about, like, how the last seven years of Mercedes dominance, I think he literally said it was pain. Mm. And I'm like, dude, oh my god. There's just worse things in the world, man. I know you're a competitive guy, but damn. Like, the gall of Christian Horner to say that 
Oh, Total Wolf adopted this well-oiled machine already, and I've had to build Red yeah. Bull from the ground up. When Do you know what the previous era before Mercedes dominance was? It was fucking yeah. Red Bull dominance, you fuck. It Jesus. was. And, and I'm pretty sure Red Bull took over from the Jaguar team. Yes. So, like, it's not like you cannot <laughs> totally build me. up from the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy says so much shit. So much shit. Um, I think, I don't know if I'd like this season, to be honest with you. There was cool shit about it. Don't get I me wrong. I like the but... Williams and I like the Haas episode. And I only liked the Haas episode because I knew what inevitably ended up happening. Right, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was interesting. But everything just felt extra fake and manufactured in this season to me than previous seasons. And. I mean, it's been it just, trending that way. It's been trending it, that way. It has. It has. But I just think it gives people just the complete wrong impression of the sport. Like, I don't want to be one of those guys, like, oh, needs to stay pure or anything like that. But some of those just, just storylines were just so, like, you were just trying way too hard here with it. Don't get me wrong. Some of the behind-the-scenes stuff is always interesting, no matter what it is. Um, some of that stuff that we don't get to see all the time, but I don't know. My favorite quote, though, from the whole thing was, I think it was in the ninth episode when they talked about the, did a big old thing on the Saudi Arabia race in at Jeddah. Mm-hmm. And Toto Wolf says, he's talking about Jeddah, and he's like, it's a track you have to put put the ball put your balls on the dashboard or something like that <laughs> and then like i feel like the guys behind the camera were probably laughing because he said it with such a straight face and it was just this like two seconds of awkward silence and then he just smiles and then they cut to the next thing i'm like wow that that was that was just amazing and he's not wrong about jetta you know, it is a very dangerous track that you have to put your balls on the dashboard. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're all over the place today. Yeah. <laughs> we are. That's fine. Yeah. Fun me. I'm having fun. All right. All right. We've got a few more quick things. Um, so... What's this? Supermassive. Supermassive is putting out a successor to Until Dawn. Is this part of their... uh, This is just part of their uh, series that they're doing, right? This is part of their uh, Dark Pictures anthology? It is not. It isn't? No. No? Which is... Huh. Pretty wild. Um, And, yeah, they actually came out and said... uh, This is a quote... Uh, from someone on the team that er, that said, Dark Pictures is obviously an anthology and has gone down a shared story route in a shorter format with a higher cadence. Uh, this means Supermassive has a lot more freedom and can pull off a wide range of genres. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is totally different. This is more of a straight-up... Yeah, successor to Until Dawn. It's It's going to have that teenager campy vibe to it that Until Dawn has. Um, even 
some of the characters seem very similar. And I'm fucking down. This is awesome. But yeah, not not part of Dark Pictures, which is really wild to me that they're working on stuff outside of the Dark Pictures. But I don't know. June 10th. It already has a release date. Yeah. Um, kind of some notable people in it too. Uh, David Arquette from the Scream movies is in it. Um, Miles Robbins, who was in the recent Halloween movie. Um, yeah. Bunch of people. Justice Smith from Detective Pikachu. Oh, great. Main guy in that. Yeah, it's going to be uh, co-op, online co-op, and um, local, which is cool. And they do the whole, like, special decision sort of thing if you are doing it in co-op, which which is really fun. Did that in Man of Madon, which I liked. Um, hey, man, I'm down. Why not? Until Dawn was way better than I thought it was going to be. Right. Uh, we've got, uh, I guess, just really quickly, uh, Dead Space, the remake that we mentioned earlier uh, in the show. It's not coming out till early 2023, I imagine. Something's going to leak up on that before then, or, you know, we'll see something. We'll see something. Probably on the Xbox stage, I'd guess. I guess. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. They, they had a developer stream, like, late on a Friday, which is weird. Um, and I don't think they showed off, like, too much, like, gameplay or anything like that. But, yeah, it did give a window of early 2023. I think there was a report last summer that they were pushing for a 2022 release, but obviously they're not going to make that, so. We're just hey. going to get a huge, like, trailer at the Game Awards this year about Dead Space coming back. I mean, that's, right. that, we're going to get a world premiere Yeah, Jeff Keeley world premiere yeah who knows which I guess this would have been EA's fall game but that's not gonna happen I wonder though I mean what we've seen recently too take Hogwarts Legacy or Gotham Knights is that even though cause those games were announced and when they were announced they said 2021 and then they get delayed and they've been delayed almost a year like Hogwarts is supposed to come out at holiday this year and um, Gotham Knights comes out in October. So if this gets pushed too, it almost would surprise me if they pushed it way further to uh, maybe October of 2023 or something. I mean, that'd be sweet, but it is EA. They don't typically move games out of quarters unless it's really drastic. So... see we got a little bit of a little bit of inside baseball from private division um to take two's uh sort of what the, what they brand is kind of a little little independent label they put on games when they hand it off private division they publish a lot of smaller stuff um they've made some acquisitions They've talked a little bit about like how it's easier to make games between Xbox Series X 
S and uh, PlayStation 5. It's a little bit of better, uh, easier console transition here. We've also bought uh, Yellow Brick Games here, I'm seeing. It was founded by a creator, or uh, somewhat, not a creator, but I, I don't know his role in the Dragon Age uh, series, but Mike Laidlaw. He was, yeah, he was the guy that actually led all of the Dragon Age games at Bioware. Uh, they signed agreements with, okay. You cannot name your studio Piccolo Studio. Because Dragon Ball is too popular <laughs> to do that. Stop. Stop. You can't do that. You can't. <laughs> I love Piccolo. Piccolo is one of my favorite characters in Dragon Ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting to see that, uh, you know, it seems like it's a lot smoother to transition your games to the next generation of consoles this time. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is fantastic and you know, it's probably good for some of these smaller studios too to be able to do that where you know, they don't really have to pick or choose, like they can basically make the game for say just PS4 and it'll work on PS5. Um and then they can get that PS5 native update out later, but they can at least launch to a really big, uh, you know, install base of consoles and um, kind of go from there. Which, you know, that easier transition just just helps with that stuff. So, yeah, it's great to see that stuff. And Private Division's been kind of signing on some pretty nice uh, indie talent. You know, this, they got the teams behind. Kerbal, Ali Ali World, I believe they have uh, Moon Studios behind Ori. Um, obviously, they launched Outer Worlds, which is which was a big success with Obsidian. So, yeah, it's a cool label. All right. Well, I mean, I, it makes a lot of sense that it that like because when you think about it, your PlayStation Five. You can install either the PlayStation 4 or 5 version of the games. Like, yep. It makes sense to, hey, uh, let's release this game on PlayStation 4. But guess what? That also hits the PlayStation 5 user base. Yep. So, yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's, that's the news. I haven't seen anything breaking. I mean... We didn't talk about other F1 news, you know, Daniel Ricciardo getting everyone in the paddock sick with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now Sebastian Vettel's out. I wonder who else is going to end up testing. Positive. I know. I know. Because you see pictures, like, in photo shoots when he might have been carrying the virus with everyone else in the paddock. Uh, yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Hulk oh. is back for a weekend. Yeah. Which... Saw uh, pictures of him on F1's Instagram page of him in the Aston Martin suit. What a slick looking man. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Well, Just he, a he slick looking man. He was ready for the spotlight. Yeah. For sure. I think he uh, he probably deserves a seat. But Yeah, when Sebastian Vettel retires mid-season. <laughs> He's just like, I'm fucking out. Fuck this. 
The Hulk comes in, gets his first podium. I don't think so. I don't not <laughs> at Aston Martin, no. Not yeah. unless it's another one of those situations where it's like fucking rain and what was that, Hungary? Where they yeah. had the rain and it fucking almost yep. half the field wiped out the first turn. Yep. <laughs> Faltry went uh went bowling. Yes. And Lance Stroll really. didn't really cover himself in glory there either. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. When you're an Aston Martin, you just have to deal with the fact that uh, your teammate is a billionaire fail son. Uh, and, yeah. And that's just that's just how that team exists because his daddy <laughs> funds it. Yeah. It, he does. But good on Gunther Steiner for being able to, you know, just take all of hot, all of uh, fucking the Mazepin's bunny, and then not have to deal with them. <laughs> you get yeah, a free hit I, season on the on the on the wallet of some Russian oligarch, and then you can go do whatever afterwards. Yeah, I saw that a story that hot or. Um the Mazepins were asking for you can't give them their, their money, money back. back. You can't. I know. So you literally exactly. are not allowed to right now. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, good on them. And they f- if they fleeced some billionaires, yeah. great. Yeah. Love to and see it. And their car looks genuinely competitive this year. Good for them. They'll finish yeah. fifth this season. Fifth. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they'll be above Alpine. I believe it. Hmm. All right. I'm going to say sixth. Okay. I think they'll be sixth. All right. Yeah. I think it'll be the big three in whatever order. McLaren, Alpine, Haas. Okay. I don't know. Figure it out from there. Does, let me, uh, does every team score a point this year? Yes. Yeah, I agree yes. too. Definitely agree on that. All right. Well, we can't. We we, we don't have we, an F one podcast, and we don't. We really don't have the time for that. Uh, yeah, we we might as well though. Uh, this 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 is like half video games, half F one. You know, it's all good. Yeah. All right. Well, it has to end because I have to go to bed because I have to wake up yeah. in like six hours <laughs> to go to work. Um, yeah. So. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to get some sleep, but uh, to help me sleep better, y'all can, you know, support this podcast in a number of ways. One way is, uh, you know, just sharing us with your friends, just saying, hey, these guys have a, have a PlayStation podcast. Uh, they have some pretty dope opinions. You should go listen to them. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell your friends. Uh, give us ratings and reviews on your podcast app. Put us in that algorithm for everybody. Ooh. Send us questions, comments, concerns at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. And until next time, play your video games. Be good to each other and. Vroom, vroom, vroom.